Hello, welcome to the E5 Fitness Podcast with me, Paul. And me, Mike. It's good to be back this week. Um, apologies, I missed you all last week, um, but still had a great guest um, great, great, great guest on. Who was it? Her name eludes me. And that's just... You didn't listen to it, did you? I did. I actually did. I found what? it really interesting. What, all 53 minutes? What yeah. was the most interesting part? All of it. Be specific, like really pinpoint it. No, because, you know, you know what my memory's like. And I also listened to it while I was driving. So I enjoyed it. But, yeah. <clears throat> I'm calling bullshit. I don't really listen to it. Okay. Believe what you will. So supportive of, of our venture. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about today. Today, uh, this week's episode is going to be on protein and everything ab- around it, apart from the very complex biochem that we're going to have to be really, um, really kind of... We're going to avoid that. Yeah, we're going to avoid it, basically. Um, so this week's episode is going to be on protein. Um, so let's kick this week off. Paul, what is protein? Um, protein is a macronutrient. And that's the end of this week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, Would you like to um, elaborate on that, please? Um, well, yeah, protein is basically the building box of um, muscle. Uh, it's broken down into amino acids or it's made up of amino acids, depending on which way you sort of take it. Um, there's loads of different amino acids, but muscle building amino acids, there are 20. Um, basically, they're comprised of what we call essential amino acids and non-essential amino acids. So non-essential amino acids are things that we can create from other amino acids within our body. Whereas essential amino acids, we actually need to gain through food. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Um, You're welcome. Okay, so it's a macronutrient. Obviously, we know the other macronutrients, but what makes protein different to carbs and fats? Uh, so, and alcohol is a macronutrient. And alcohol is a macronutrient. Um, so, protein itself has a nitrogen compound. So, each peptide or amino acid has nitrogen bound to it, and it is the it is that that makes it um, the only essential amino acid, essential macronutrient. Um, whereas carbs and fats we can produce from other things so we can actually produce carbohydrates and fats from protein but we can't we can't do the other way around because we can't just randomly pluck nitrogen out of the air yeah griff could but isn't he's stacked (laughs) just from breaths (laughs) um okay so calories per gram um obviously they all have different ones do you want to just talk uh the listeners through calories per gram from protein when you say when you say they all have different ones do you mean carbs fats and proteins yeah. or do you mean each individual amino acid Let, let's just keep it again let's call it biochem bulk we don't want to get into biochem bulk okay um so I let, the amino acids are, they're all like four points something, 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 yeah well. really big really big detriments yeah um so yeah let's yeah. just kind of um differentiate between Proteins, carbs, fats. So proteins, calories per gram. Four. Okay. Carbs? Four. Fats? None. Nice. Alcohol? Seven. <laughs> Someone done drink? <laughs> I do. Occasionally, I'll have you know. I don't mind a pint of bitter. Um, so why is protein important, Paul? Uh, so protein, like... Like we alluded to, you can't get it from within the body, so we actually have to intake it. Um, 
obviously everybody's goal in life should be to create as much muscle mass as possible um, on their body. One, for the longevity, and two, just because you look fucking mint. Um, and obviously, the more muscle mass, the more force you can produce, so the better you are at sort of life. Badassness. Yes, badassness. And just being able to go through, like, getting up the stairs when we're sort of aging, um, resistant to injuries, resistance to falls, trips, spills, et cetera. Um, protein allows us to create or have the potential to create muscle mass. So obviously we can't just create muscle mass without a load. That's why we go to the gym. That's why we weight train. Um, but it also is the building blocks of muscle in terms of the repair, the uh, growth, and the retention of muscle mass. Yes. Yes. Um, so I can imagine that's why, um, you know, most people in the fitness industry really bang on about it all the time. Oh, I bang on about it all the time, yeah. Yeah. Protein every meal. So all my all my clients have non-negotiables, and the main one that I absolutely spout every single day is protein every meal. And what I what I would say with them, like if you look at uh, sort of the most successful clients I've got, will literally think completely differently to everybody else and be like, all right, when they sit down for food, like, where's my protein coming from? Yeah. So good. Would you, would that be something that you'd advise everyone to do as a kind of first point of call when you're thinking about what to make think of the protein mm. first and then kind of go down from there yeah so like what i do with my clients is that we that we develop uh, meal plans and shopping it's very early on so when i say meal plans i'm not giving them meal plans we create meal plans to an extent um and like with shopping lists like there's a reason like if you go into aldi the meats first that makes sense. I've never thought of it like that before. Because most meals that you will have, unless you're a vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, whatever you, whatever terrain you dis- identify as, you will probably base most of your meals around a meat sauce. Yeah. Like the whole meat and two veg. You look at a roast on a Sunday evening. Like most people have chicken, beef, lamb, pork. It's all about the meat. Yeah. And then countless amount of mashed potato for me mashed potato is arguably the best kind of potato i'm i can't disagree with you i, I really can't as long as you know so then again, what, even if you did i'd be all right with that yeah that's fair like i'm, I'm gonna think of just thinking of going around aldi now and actually it's the veg that's first veg on the right meat on the left we shop at different shops <laughs> i live in beverly now i'm up market you are very very up market they have doors on the to stop the cold coming out oh Beautiful. You can go in shorts and only be a little bit cold. <laughs> nice. I need to. I need to change my shopping habits. Apparently. <laughs> um, okay, so we really stop going on tangents here. Um, so you've just spoke about meal planning um, and kind of thinking about protein first. Yeah, first in every meal. Yeah. How much protein would you say per meal? And obviously, this is a how long is a piece of string type of question? Because it depend on the person. But do you want to just give us a breakdown of how to figure that out? So when it comes to each meal, I would say to all my clients, at least 30 grams. Um, there's some stipulations behind that. So like the bigger the client, the more protein they're going to need. Okay. They depend on what they do. So like if I've got um, one of my clients who plays rugby union, which is arguably the worst spot on the planet, but okay. it is what it is. Um, someone's got to play it. 
Yeah, and like he is a big lad. Yeah. So he'll need probably 45, 50 grams of protein at a meal. And that is just what it is. But you've got to think that that's one, because of his size, and two, because when he plays rugby, he's just getting hit and he's causing that muscle damage from contact rather than the load. Um, which arguably, I mean, that was in my thesis from a master's. I know a little bit about it. Yeah. I've forgotten that, so I'm not lying. It's on paper, though. You yeah. can read it again. <sighs> I don't want to. Um, and then you think about elderly. So as you age, sort of, we class elderly in research as sort of 55 plus. Yeah. Um, if you if you think 30 grams at uh, our age, the young 29 and 31 year old respectively, um, 30 grams of protein is probably going to do quite a lot for us in terms of spiking that muscle protein synthesis to create muscle. Um, whereas when you age, that response actually diminishes. So the need for protein increases. So like when you're getting older, you essentially need to start looking at 35 to 40 grams of protein yes. rather than 30, 25, even depending on size again, depending on what you're doing. But I don't think there's many six-year-olds still playing contact, full contact rugby. And there'll be some out there. Well, I mean, I think Fui Fui Moi Moi is about 90 and he's still playing semi-pro, I'm pretty sure. Stanley Jean's 104. Question mark. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> um, yeah, so... There are there are stipulations, but I would say sort of if you aim for thirty grams per meal and have three to four meals a day, you're looking at ninety to one hundred and twenty grams of protein. Yeah. Which for especially females is probably about right. Um the need for protein, you're probably looking at if you're an endurance endurance like if you're just purely running and you're not doing any weight training, you want to be looking at one point two grams per kilo. So if you're hundred kilos, it's hundred and twenty grams. Yeah. And that's the minimum I would put anybody on. Um, if you're training, you want to be looking at 1.6. Um, so that, that's sort of the, I don't want to say it's the minimum, but it's kind of the ballpark figure of where you want to be in terms of actually increasing your muscle mass on a, on like a bit linear platform. Okay. Um, but you look at rugby league athletes, I think online, I got to... I was recommending three grams per kilo. So if you're yeah. like if you're a rugby league player and you're 100 kilos, the 300 grams of protein, it's like that is a lot of protein. It is. Um, I do think it's it's something that's underestimated as well. The amount of um, the amount of contact has an effect on the amount of protein you should be intaking. I think that gets overlooked quite a lot. Um, I, I say similar to yourself, coming from a rugby league research background, it's. Um, it, yeah, it is, it is, it's not a million miles away. I'd say, you know, three grams per kilo would be up there about right. Definitely. So, yeah, so... It's... Well, you've got a, there's two two elements in that in terms of, like, actually getting in that amount of protein plus the calories because protein obviously is filling and yeah. just the cost of it. Like, 300 grams of protein a day is a lot. It's a lot of chicken. Mm. A lot of chicken breast, you know. But I suppose it does have that caveat as it's... Um, it just keeps you fuller for longer. And... I guess it's um, that's another kind of just added benefit to it. Um, so we've been through kind uh, of, kind of, you know, on your plate. Um, thinking about it from a weekly perspective, though, um, can so obviously calories can be averaged across the week. Mm-hmm. Can protein be the same? No. Why? Because of the nitrogen compound. So because it gets broken down, it either goes into feeding muscle protein synthesis depending on 
the amount of what we call um, um, leucine. So um, basically, if you don't, if you consume 40 grams and the limit of your body is 30 grams, that 10 grams will just get broken down into what we call an essential amino acid pool that's within your body. Okay. That gets siphoned off as because protein is constantly being turned turned over within the body, but it just you just can't you can't have 200 grams one day and be like all right i only need 50 grams yeah the next day and average it at one two five it just doesn't work like that um whereas carbohydrates because they're stored within the muscle fats they're stored as body fat they can be averaged out through the week because you, you store them whereas protein you don't store you either build muscle with it or you don't yeah and what happens to the excess then it'll just get siphoned off as energy okay so get broken down nitrogen compound will just come off um that'll usually get it goes through a process called deamination within the liver um the nitrogen compound just basically gets excreted through urine um which absolutely stinks and <laughs> you can you can even throw it out so like if you're doing a high a high carbohydrate uh, sorry low carbohydrate diet so if you're on a keto diet and you can tell if someone's re- restricting carbs because when they sweat they smell like this interesting because what they're doing is the they were restricting carbohydrates so much and the protein will be so high that they're actually using protein as energy. The protein goes through deamination, loses the nitrogen, and the nitrogen gets excreted either through sweat or urine. And because they're breaking down so much protein to fuel themselves because they're not using carbohydrates, and you know, they're, they're synthesizing carbohydrates within the liver, then the nitrogen comes out in the sweat and it smells like this. Interesting. Big chemistry in in. GCSE chemistry where you burn ammonia or make ammonia and yeah everyone's oh it has that horrendous smell yeah it's horrible yeah, yeah. not pleasant at all it smells like this yeah exactly so yeah so you, you want a you basically want a, a daily target you can't just have 200 or 250 grams one day and then say okay well you can't just add it up for the week no so you can't just add that on for the next day no you got you got your protein target you got your protein target every meal yeah but don't overcomplicate it yeah. trick quality nice and easy um so timings of protein intake every four hours done next (laughs) what go on why every four hours so basically if you if you consume 100 grams of protein during the day and have that in 250 gram dosages you're going to spike muscle protein synthesis which is one of the aspects of muscle gain twice that day Mm -hmm. if you have it four times you spike it four times all right, which if you're if you're hitting at hundred, like if you're spiking muscle protein synthesis to its uh, capacity four times, you're going to build more muscle. You're going to have the potential to build more muscle. It's the same way as if you train chest four times a week, you're going to build more muscle than if you train twice. Yeah, because after a while, you're just fatiguing yourself, not actually causing the loads to be a stimulus. Yeah. So essentially, what you're doing is you're topping it up throughout the day. As opposed to just having one massive snake-like intake of protein. Snake-like. Snake-like. You know, a snake will eat one big meal and oh, right, won't okay. eat for ages. I should probably yeah. explain. I'm assuming everyone knows how my head works. They really don't. But um, yeah. yeah, so basically you just need to split it up. You need muscle protein synthesis to be spiked as often as possible. Simple. Protein every meal. 30 grams. Yeah couple of snacks in there if you need to top it up if you're lo- if you're aiming to lose weight don't snack. yes nice um okay so you're thinking about your meals 
your meal, you're thinking ahead, you're thinking of your weekly meal plans, um, protein sources. Let's give the listeners some um, ideas of the best types of proteins to intake, obviously for meat eaters, vegans, vegetarians, uh, plant-based diets. Uh, meat eaters. Meat. <laughs> um, Job done. Yeah, meat, de- like, so you put high protein, meat, dairy, fish. Yep. Um, after that, you've got to be looking at sort of uh, things like eggs, even though as, I don't really class eggs as a protein source, which is not the most popular opinion on the line, but you've got six grams of protein, six grams of eggs. If you're lose, trying to lose weight, then the fat intake might just be a little bit too much for the protein intake. Um, whey protein, like for ve- anybody up to vegetarians, like it's perfect. Um, that can be replaced by soy protein. So soy protein isn't as good as whey protein. But I mean, if you're going vegan, vegetarian, and you're not going to drink whey, then suck it. But when you say when you say when you say soy protein is not as good as whey protein, so let's just let's just clear that up there because there's a big. Um, I'll say I'll say myth, but there's a big um, there's a big thing that's out there that's okay. Well, soy protein it, it, it boosts estrogen in men, and it boosts estrogen levels, and you shouldn't drink too much of it in X, Y, and Z. Um, so let's just clear that up. Why is whey protein better than soy protein? And let's kind of debunk that myth. Uh, it's just got a better amino acid profile. So, like at the start, obviously, I said we've got um, nine essential amino acids and 11, 11 non-essential amino acids. Soy has a lower percentage of essential amino acids, so therefore spikes at muscle protein synthesis um, just in a lesser state, basically. Yeah. So you'd need more soy protein to spike it as much as whey. Um, all that happens there, basically, is it, it only comes down to leucine, really. So leucine is one of your amino acids. It's kind of rate-limiting amino acid for muscle protein synthesis. It's kind of... Like the your key to your car, it's like you can have a full car, that car work. If you lose the key, which is leucine, it's just never going to work. Yes. So it's all about leucine content of food, which leucine is pr- prominent in meats, dairy, cheeses, eggs. Yeah. Um, very, very seldomly found in vegan and vegetarian sauces. Simple yeah. as. But it's not impossible. It's not. So there are some what we call adequate vegan sources. People uh, can't see you doing air quotes when you say adequate, by the way. Uh, okay. Quote, unquote. Yes. Adequate. Yeah. Proceed. <laughs> um, which are, the main ones are basically soy. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> um, you've got other ones like buckwheat and quinoa do contain all nine essential amino acids, but they're probably just not in as an abundance is necessary to spike your leucine and your muscle protein synthesis to the point where it's actually going to benefit you. So you do need to um, supplement with something else. So that's where a protein shake or even my vegan clients, they'll have a vegan-based meal, which might be whatever. I don't know. I don't even. Um, some kind of quinoa buckwheat chickpea salad. Um, with some lemon jus, and I'll just get them to drink some essential amino acids on the side. Yeah, just as like a top up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and like from vegans and vegetarians, like 
you're just going to have to supplement. There is no way around it. Yeah. If you're if you want to put on muscle mass as a vegan vegetarian, yeah, you're going to have to supplement either in either with a soy or a hemp or a pea protein, um, or with your foods and essential amino acids. Yeah, so there are options out there. It's just a case of being smart and accepting the fact that actually, you know what, you do have to um, have some element of supplementation to top up your protein intake. Yes. Yeah. And if you're if you're going to, um, if you're aiming for 100, 100 grams of protein as a vegan, you probably want to be looking at 120 grams just to increase the quality of protein that you're having and the leucine content of that. Yeah, and I suppose this is where we should really say as well, there's nothing wrong with supplementing that. Like, if, if it's going to make you hit that protein target. Um, just soy. Some, like, it's just soy at the end of the day. It's just concentrated soy. Yeah. Some people have a, some people have this preconceived notion that, oh, well, you shouldn't supplement and whole foods and a client's edit. It's like, well, okay, but if you need to hit that protein target, it is essential. Like, you know, it's fine. Yep. Just take an amino acid. Um, so, yeah, there's a hell, hell of a lot of... Um, sources out there i think we've covered that so um what there also is a lot of out there myths as there are a lot in the health and fitness industry um health and well-being industry there's a lot of um snake oil salesmen out there so let's have a bit of a you read some on snakes today i'm really i can't really say snakey can i um super snakey super snakey today that sounds really weird um no snake oil is a thing snake oil salesman that's a thing never heard it We'll Google after again. Let's not have a marriage type argument on the podcast. Um, so myths, let's debunk some myths here. Um, big one out there, I hear all the time. We can't take have too much protein, it's bad for your kidneys. What's your thoughts on that, Paul? Well, it's not like it's just not <laughs> unless you've got a kidney issue, which probably comes from someone using too many. Enhanced supplements, quote unquote. <laughs> like, or if you're like you've got renal failure, like if you if your kidneys are so bad that protein's going to fuck them up, go and see a doctor. Yeah. Like you're gonna be in you'll hospital. have way more other issues. Yeah, you're gonna be helping first. You're gonna be on dialysis. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not like for a healthy healthy person, like kidneys that like, your kidneys are fine. Yeah, they do the job. Absolutely. You know, the, only th- the only bad thing about eating too much protein is you fat a lot. Yeah, and you smell of cat wee when you train. Only if you don't eat the carbs. <laughs> We've been through this. <laughs> um, okay, so, myth two. You can only absorb up to 30 grams per meal. Prove it. And that's what you'd say to the people spouting that myth. Yeah, someone that genuinely came up to me one day. Um, I was training in the gym. It was a long time ago, to be fair. And he said, it's a well-known fact that you can absorb 30 grams of, 30 grams of protein per meal. So well-known that I didn't know it. <laughs> um, never got taught on my undergrad, my master's, or any of the other course of them. Yeah. Um, we actually don't know what the top end is for protein absorption within one meal um it's probably between 30 and 40 but it doesn't mean that you can't utilize the rest of it you just use it as energy usually yeah right and and then they show that surely there's so many more variables to that like you know per individual 
what you're having your protein with, like you say, the carbohydrates going to um, increase the protein synthesis. I think sort of the literature says. I could be wrong. I could just be saying another myth here myself. Let's look into that. Tune in next week. Um, yeah, but obviously, yeah, it's not just a one-size-fits-all model with that, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, like, it, yeah. it, There's so many variables that could contribute to the amount of protein you can intake per meal. Yeah, size, sport, yeah, diet. Like if you're a vegan rugby league player who weighs 120 kilos, you're probably going to utilize more than 40 grams per serving. Like, yeah. End of the day, end of the day, like it's the same thing as all of these myths within the fitness industry and nutrition is like, even if it's true, who gives a fuck? Like, why are you concentrating on that when you're having? 12 pints a pizza and a donut kebab on a Saturday night. Like, <laughs> you've got bigger problems there. Like, if you're thinking about how much how much protein you're having per meal, and that's the one contributing factor to you not making progress, there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, to sort the rest of your diet out. Like, yeah. You can absorb more than 30 grams, trust me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, myth number three. The more protein you intake, the better, the more muscle you build. And we've all heard it. We've all done it, haven't we? We've all done it, yeah. 100%. Um, you I get mean, them shakes at like 70 grams of protein per shake. Yeah, it's all in the calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but they taste delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so thick. Um, so obviously, like we said, I mean, <clears throat> there is an upper limit. Where that is depends on the individual. Um, like it's sort of the law of diminished returns. There will be a point at where someone like myself at sort of 85 kilos, like two grams per kilo, two grams per kilo, so like 170 grams, 175 grams of protein is probably adequate for me. Like anything beyond that's probably going to do fuck all. But it's not going to harm me. Um, but when you're training, like the protein can be utilized in a different way. So like if you if you're spending your calories on protein, when your aim is to get fitter and get and work harder in the gym, those calories are better utilized like in consuming carbohydrates. Yeah. Because then you can actually have the energy to train and then the protein. Like protein, it, to get protein from how you ingest it to actually being utilized in the body, it's such an expensive process. Like eating too much of it when your ability to train is diminished because of it is stupid. So. Like, find how much protein you need. Don't go over it by too much. And then utilize carbs, carbs in a different way. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, you don't want to be wasting two, three, four hundred calories on protein. On extra protein when you could be having that in yeah. carbohydrates, essentially. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Essentially. Um, myth that we haven't wrote down, we haven't scribbled down here on our, uh, on our plan. Oh, yes, this is planned, by the way, as well. So it may not sound it. It'd be interesting to listen back. Um, but myth number four, peanut butter is a great vegan protein source. That's not. Explain why. We're going to get a lot of hate with this, but I don't care. Explain. Um, because, like, if, I think for you to hit your leucine threshold with peanut butter, I think you need 600 calories worth of peanut butter. And most of that's fat. Yeah. Like, peanut butter itself, like... I mean, it's a monounsaturated fat, so it does increase, or it does 
lower your cholesterol to an extent, but that much of it's probably just not going to do that. No, it's it, it's a lot. Like I couldn't tell you off the top of my head um, the macronutrients of peanut butter, but it's predominantly more fat. Yeah, it's just oil. <laughs> like you know, so every every nut and seed is a fat source. They have protein, yeah, but it's just a fat source. Like, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, to have a quick breakdown here, you know, you're looking at 100 grams of protein of um, peanut butter here. On average, 22 and a half grams of protein versus 51 grams of fat. So you got 450 grams, 450 calories worth of fat there. Yeah. The, the fat cut air totals were on 72% of the calorie intake. So if you do see anyone on Instagram saying, oh, I'm treating those of peanut butter, it's probably um, the reason. Well, no, it's not probably. It is rubbish. Yeah. It's the same. Like, there's a lot of things that contain protein. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of things that aren't protein sources, and that's one of them. It's the same, it's like I said, with eggs earlier. It's like, yes, you can get protein from eggs, but having eggs as your sole source of protein at a meal is going to increase the amount of fat. And yeah. like reducing fat reduces calories. And yeah. it's all about balance. It's all about trying, depending on where you, where you want to be, like reducing fat will lower your calories, which will lower the amount of body fat you carry. It's, yeah. When you put it as basic as that, it's as simple as that. You know, you don't have to complicate that. Um, so yeah, there's some myths to debunk. I like that. I like the myth debunking. I think we should bring that in. I think that should be a weekly thing. All right, I'll but let, you, I'll let you do that. Okay. Um, okay. So there are we've we've kind of touched on this anyway, but there are different types of protein sources. Um, so you know, there's let, let's just kind of have a quick overview of the difference between whey, soy, casein, collagen, different protein types. Um, let's just kind of touch on touch on that for the listeners so whey and casein are both derived from milk within the cheese process so milk is i think it's about 60 maybe 70 grams 70 percent casein um so whey protein is kind of your gold standard that's your best so if you're um if you want a shake that gives you the inadequate amount of protein doesn't cost the earth and is pretty easy to drink as a shake you look at whey um great for after training it does spike insulin as well so it's it is good for recovery um and it's really 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 quickly absorbed because of the insulin spike um casein is kind of the um the opposite to that in terms of it actually creates like a bolus within the stomach so it gets digested quite slowly so casein would be great one if you are um diabetic or you have pcos and sort of maybe even insulin resistant because you don't want to be spiking that insulin too much um, it's really good for before bed because it's going to increase that muscle protein uh, synthesis spike whilst you're asleep. Yeah. Um, soy is very similar to whey in terms of how fast it works, but obviously it's a vegan protein source or whatever. It's a, it's just not cheese, essentially. Um, and um, good for amino acids. It's just it is inferior to whey, unfortunately. And then collagen. Like as a as a direct protein source is pretty poor. Like you don't want to be using collagen very very much unless you're using it on your skin. Um, so you can use collagen, like a lot of sort of the top football and rugby sort of nutritionists will use collagen um, in between workouts and sort of as a injury preventative uh, because collagen protein is what your tendons and ligaments and 
stuff like that I made out of. Yeah, makes sense. So it kind of um, it, it, it enhances the repair of that, would you say? That's why they do it in between sessions? To an extent, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I have just thought, why have you been talking there, actually? Myth number five. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to drink a whey protein within 20 minutes of training? No. There we go. <laughs> like, you've just went, like, more, Weight training spikes muscle protein synthesis. So if you spike muscle protein synthesis and you have an adequate amount of protein throughout the day, it's irrelevant when you eat protein around that, as long as it's within four hours of it. So like if you've got a four-hour gap between meals and you train in between those two meals and you have protein with both of them, then you'll be absolutely fine. Excellent. Again, well, again it's one of those where it's irrelevant if you're going out on the last year of Saturday. Yes. Yes, because, you know... 12 pints and a don of meat and chips and a pizza is probably just gonna yeah you've got bigger issues um okay so yeah that kind of can i think that brings it uh this around brings around this episode um some exciting things coming out of e5 at the moment paul do you want to talk about um not a slimming club club um uh, yeah not a slimming club club uh so this is a, a six weeks group coaching course basically Aimed at people that have been let down by, um, I don't want to call them bell ends, but bell ends. Um, <laughs> That's very polite of you, actually. I've heard you say um, Sort of these eight week transformation courses that give you um, a reward for being the most shredded at the end of it and letting other people who don't get shredded fail. Um, people who've been let down by Slim and Well, people who've just been constantly dieting for years and on end and Whatnot. And basically the idea is to sort of bring you about away from sort of the weight scales, increasing your ability to train, increasing your your muscle mass and strength, and just taking the onus away from how much you weigh and bring it back around to you looking and feeling good more than anything. And sort of that self-confidence and self-esteem within the gym. Excellent. And where can the listeners find um, more information on this if they are interested? Uh, if you go to my bio, um, Paul underscore Ellis underscore NP, um, if you go to my bio on Instagram, uh, you can just click the link in there, sign, the form, uh, sign up to the form, and it just puts you on the waiting list so you can make a decision later, but it gives you all the information on that. Excellent. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, so, yes, that kind of concludes this week's episode. Um, thank you all for listening and we will speak to you next week. Cheers guys. Ciao.